Welcome to the inaugural episode of Beyond the Set New York, where we look to connect you with the people, places, companies, and organizations that are powering the film and television industry in New York. We want to tell the stories that happen beyond the set, and we want to hear from you. On today's episode, we have David Tedeschi, longtime film and television editor. David has collaborated with icons such as Martin Scorsese and has been nominated for two primetime Emmy Awards himself for his editing work in George Harrison, Living in a Material World, and No Direction Home, Bob Dylan. David, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited about uh, doing this. How long have you been in the industry, working in New York? Well, here's the crazy thing. I started working in New York about 35 years ago. And um, when I say that, I just can't believe how long it's been. <laughs> um, but this might be interesting for you, too, because I started out in New York, and I hit kind of a glass ceiling, and I moved to L.A. And then at a certain point, I came back because um, I wanted to be in New York. And um, I enjoy the kinds of work that there is in New York. So um, I can compare the two experiences and I can speak. It gave me a lot of um, insight about working in New York. Um, and I've been back in New York, I would say, with a, essentially 16 years. When people maybe think of film and television, they probably think that the industry is the industry. What makes New York what sets New York apart from, you know, the L.A.'s and um, I know a lot of filming happens in Georgia and all the and some other places. But what sets New York apart? Well, first of all, there's a lot of stories that um, happen in New York that are New York stories that, from my point of view, are so much better to tell in New York. So you take the TV series, which I worked on vinyl. You know, that's a very New York story and it's a history of something that happened here. So as a, it's a fictionalization of it, but it's right. still um, based, many of the impulses behind that story actually happened. Um, and from a post-production point of view, um, it's great to be able to do a finishing in New York. So for what I mean by that, um, let's say, uh, and, and Tom Fleischman uh, mixed the pilot for uh, vinyl and Martin Scorsese was the director. And um, Tom Fleischman really knows on a very intimate level um, what New York sounds like. It was a sound designer um, and a supervising uh, sound editor, uh, you know, C5 and Phil Stockton and uh, Eugene. And um, they have been recording sounds. They started recording sounds on the roof of the Brill Building um, sometime in the 80s. Um, so, or maybe even earlier than that. Wow. So they have a library that's New York-based. So the, the, the pilot for vinyl and the whole series for vinyl ended up sounding like New York, you know, in a very intimate way, which, of course, thrills us. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, for this, uh, for this podcast, we're actually recording... Uh, above Midtown Manhattan on 40th and Lexington uh, at our studios, 40 Lex Studios. And sometimes we like to open the window when we record just to be able to get that 
ambiance of New York sounds. You know, there's nothing more authentic than the streets of New York. And what happens is, yeah, when you tell that New York story somewhere else, if it's shot somewhere else, even when it's finished somewhere else, um, you don't, for me, it's much harder to tell the story. It's much harder to make the story authentic um, with the details that you need. Um, now, obviously it provides, you know, um, I like working in New York, so I want there to be more work in New York um, in the film industry. But even say, uh, you know, you do a loop group in New York. Um, there were 20 actors that we hired for a few days and they're all New Yorkers. I can talk to them right. um, about, you know, what it was like uh, in the 70s. And I don't even have to talk to them. They already know. And it reminds me, so there isn't, there has never been a show. I, I consider myself to be a, a fan of television and movies. And it, it reminds me of a, a show that I watched recently. And I don't, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's called The Deuce. And it, oh, yeah. it's also an H. Yeah, it's also an HBO show. And it just makes my the point that I'm trying to make is there is no better story than New York because it is so real. It's so authentic. So when you talk about the history of 42nd Street in the 70s and 80s, that's real. That that story is real. Those people, maybe they're based on maybe they're not real people, but they're based on real people. You don't always get that with other movies exactly and i guess you know i also do a lot of documentary work you know so say we did a documentary about the new york review of books called the 50-year argument mm -hmm. and um part of um working on the film was we did a shoot in town hall um uh, and it was a reading where a lot, it, it was an event an actual event that they had planned which was a reading of different contributors to the new york review of books um, and then we did this reading and it, it, it and we filmed it and it, it's this extraordinary thing that is the heart of New York. It's the cultural heart of New York. You're in Midtown Manhattan. You have people like Joan Didion, you know, uh, oh, yeah. great, great writers um, reading. I mean, she read her piece on the uh, um, Central Park, uh, uh, you know, the Central Park Five, which was published at the time. Of the of the rape in Central Park and the convictions right. of the kids, and um, she's the only personality, she's the only writer, she's the only journalist who who really brought into question whether or not they were guilty, and um, it was very interesting how many years later, thirty years later, because it had been their most controversial story at the time. Um, it was very interesting being in a hall of New Yorkers and capturing that, capturing it all to hear her read why she knew that they were innocent at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just think, um, obviously I'm a, I, I, I'm an artistic person and for, uh, and I, I, I the, our cultural legacy in New York city is very different from anywhere else in the world. And it's very important to me to document that. And that's part of why we're doing what we're doing with the documentary work. Um, so right now, for instance, we had done a documentary, uh, uh, we did a documentary a few years ago about Fran Lebowitz and it's the same thing. Fran Lebowitz is a, is a real New Yorker. Um, so to document that is to save, uh, is to save the culture in a way to save what makes New York special compared to anywhere else.
I think that's, again, what sets New York apart is the people and the stories, and you just can't find that authenticity anywhere else. But now, with that being said, the people are such a major aspect of what makes filming in New York so special. And I know that a lot of the work that you do is done after the filming is complete. But is there um, is there a place either in the city or New York State that's been your favorite location to have <laughs> in, in a movie or documentary that you've been a part of? Listen. All of New York City is like the best and the worst soundstage in the world. <laughs> so, for instance, um, on, with this documentary about Fran Lebowitz, um, Public Speaking, which came out about 10 years ago on HBO, um, we shot something. I, I would consider myself very knowledgeable about New York, but mm -hmm. she knew about the inner workings of Grand Central. And she knew that um, that clock at the very front of the building, of the facade of Grand Central, popped open. That the way it was designed, you could pop open um, the numbers on the clock, which are almost human size. And oh um, we shot it. We have her coming out of the clock. Um, and, you know, she did something very friendly, but I'm not going to say what it is because I really want everybody to watch the movie. But it was yeah, very absolutely. funny, very witty. Um, and it, do I have a favorite location? It's all of it. Oh, you know? I, That's and, fair. And it, and it is the people that you're working with. I mean, there's friendly boots, but there's also the people who are not necessarily in front of the camera. It's also the people who are behind the camera. So, I, you know, uh, that was shot um, by Lisa Rinsor and another, and the rest of that movie was shot by Alan Curris. They're both phenomenal directors of photography who are who are from New York City. They work in New York City and, and they understand the ways of New York better to me, to my taste, better than someone who comes in for a day to shoot. Right. Um, and I know that you've worked with um, Scorsese. Um, have any of the projects actually uh, taken place in New York and been about New York? And if so, can you point us in the direction of where well, we can see them? Well, most of them have been in New York. Um, you know, vinyl is HBO. Um, the 50-year argument and public speaking, actually, neither of them are available right now. But okay. they were both on HBO. Um, we, uh, we did something uh, uh, which begins in New York called Rolling Thunder Review, which is Bob Dylan, who at the time lived in Woodstock. And of course, okay. he's very associated with Greenwich Village, um, who did a tour of New England. But the first, um, the whole concept of the tour, it's like I said, it's on Netflix right now. We put it up there and it launched in June. The concept of the tour was really bring the sensibility of Greenwich Village into America. And um, that was a beautiful thing to do. So, yeah, it, it, it was in a way a very New York centric um, project and and back in 75 when they shot this amazing footage that we had access to um a lot of that footage is in, in the west village that's great yeah and i i think everybody loves to be able to look back at a different period of time in new york and see exactly what it was like or imagine what life was like in the city because i know that things were a lot different in the 60s and 70s than they were in than they are in 2020 um 
what's it been like to work with somebody like Martin Scorsese? Is is it um, is it tedious? Is it exhilarating? Uh, can you give us a little bit of uh, you know background into that world? Um, well, he's exactly uh, his public persona is his private persona. It's uh, uh, as thrilling as you can imagine it would be. Um, he's no different. You know, he's a very emotional guy, which is why his movies are so emotional. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great pleasure to work with him. I don't know that I can offer any special insight, though. No, that, that's okay. And I think, uh, you know, the fun thing about Martin Scorsese is, to me at least, he's a... Uh, He's an interesting man that I kind of want to paint my own picture. You know, he's given us so many different characters on the screen and you just kind of want to try to figure out who that guy is. So speaking to somebody who's worked with him so closely is um, is exciting for me. And just my final question for you, I know that you kind of alluded uh, pre-recording this podcast that you haven't really uh, taken part and take advantage of the New York State um, tax credit for filming. Can you kind of give me your opinion, your insight as to what makes that tax credit so important to the industry as a whole in the state? Well, I mean, a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people working in the film industry in New York State and New York City. And the tax credit is, it, it is what keeps um, the work here. So, um, you know, I remember, I don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s, where there was a tremendous amount of stuff that was set in New York that was being shot in Toronto. And um, it was very upsetting because um, the jobs went away. And it was very right. hard to, uh, you know, to, to hold on and survive. And um, uh, uh, I, I guess it almost so, doesn't yeah. feel right that a project that's about New York or, or a film that's about New York would be f filmed anywhere else but here. That authenticity factor is just so important and it's hard to replicate even even in the you know, with with all the technology that Hollywood has at its disposal. It's got to be difficult. I think it's difficult. It also it's a question of culture and we have the tools and we have a vision that's very different from anywhere else in the world. And um, it's funny because you, you wanted me to talk a little bit more about working with Scorsese and how it's, you, you're trying to imagine what it would be, you know, what he's like or what he's like to work with. I'll tell you that um, we were working on a documentary about George Harrison called Living in the Material World while he was working on um, Hugo and um, mm -hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. And um, nothing could be more different than Wolf of Wall Street and the journey of uh, George Harrison, which is right. a story, a spiritual journey. So it's um, so he, as this sort of very interesting man, um, he's a person who can um, who can move in both those fields. And I think that's what it comes down to for me. I'm wanting to work in New York. Is it's not a factory where you're putting out some product. Um, it, uh, it 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 augments the culture, it helps the culture, um, it brings things to the table in New York City. It makes us more civilized. And I don't know how else to say it. And I really think that's that's a perfect way to 
end this conversation. And um, yeah, I've been speaking with uh, David Tedeschi, who's been a, a longtime uh, film and television editor based out of New York. David, I really want to thank you for joining. We'll talk to you again in the future. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was David Tedeschi, longtime film and television editor here in New York. I want to thank you all for tuning in to our inaugural episode. Next week, we'll have on Film and Television Commissioner Nora Brown, who oversees the Rochester and Finger Lakes region. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share our interview with David. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming episode, please reach out to us at beyondthesetny at gmail.com. We'll speak to you next time.